Hey lady, do you sometimes feel like you've lost yourself? Are you internalizing your feelings and walking around on eggshells either at home or at work? Maybe there is something missing in your life, but you just can't quite figure out what it is. Or even worse, you know what it is, but you feel stuck and you can't move forward. Well, I have been there more often than I care to admit. I spent more than 20 years climbing the corporate ladder only for it to come to an abrupt end during a 10 minute meeting. <laughs> I was so busy climbing that ladder to satisfy one aspect of myself that I neglected to take the time I needed to really focus on how to achieve true balance in every aspect of my life. Hi, I'm Anya Day, and welcome to the Find Your Voice and Own It podcast, where I give women practical tips on how to find their voice through changing their mindset, identifying their passion, and owning their story, the good, the bad, and the ugly. So, go grab your favorite glass of wine or cup of tea if you're driving, relax, And let's peel away the layers of our complex onion to unleash our authentic voice that the world deserves to hear. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Find Your Voice and Own It podcast. Thank you, as always, for continuing to be a part of my owner tribe, where we are responsible for owning our true superpowers. I thank you also for your feedback and your ratings and your reviews and sharing the podcast. Please continue to do so. If you haven't already done so, please take a moment now to rate and actually write a review because that is so important and it helps to get me pushed out to additional audiences. So thank you in advance. So I want to touch on something that I know many people have talked about recently and something that actually came up in my episode from last week when we were talking about some of the things that you need to get rid of and that you need to, or you, and you need to stop doing. And a comment was recently made to me that how can I help people when I need help myself? (laughs) So I really want to touch on that today. And it, I'm doing it in the context of imposter syndrome, which I'm sure you all have heard of. It's the idea that, you know, maybe you're succeeding just because of luck or you're not necessarily qualified to do something. Maybe you don't have the gifts and talents and qualifications to do a particular thing. And then you feel as though people consider you an imposter or that you consider yourself an imposter or that you're going to be found out to be a fraud or something of that nature. A lot of time people believe that or imposter syndrome makes them believe that they don't deserve something. And they're using that negative self-talk to convince themselves that maybe they don't really own their own success. And that's not necessarily true. You know, it gives you kind of a rational way to justify your irrational thoughts and ideas, because who's to say that it's not true? Who's to say that it's, that it's not of your own doing? Not to say that you don't have help getting to where you have to go, but who's to say that you're a fraud? Who's telling you that? Figure out who's telling you that and look at them. That's one of the things I would say. You know, it's 
it's other, you might look at other people and be like, oh, it looks so easy for them or this and that. And you don't know what goes on beyond behind closed doors. So one, you don't know how easy it is for them to show up every day. You take it for granted because maybe, you know, that you see the glamorous stuff online or, you know, whenever they show up at work or what have you, and it seems easy. And some people, quote unquote, do have it easier than others in terms of it seems it does make you question, well, gosh, I work really hard to for what I have. I, I remember when I was in high school, I always thought I had to like study really, really hard. I got good grades, but I had to study very hard to get those grades versus I could look at another friend and be like, oh, wow, she's really smart. Like she just (laughs) seemed naturally smart. And in my mind, she didn't have to work as hard as I did. But that's my perception. It doesn't necessarily make it true. It doesn't mean that she didn't have the same struggles or they didn't have the same, same struggles. It's just the way whatever assumption that I had put in my head that they made it look more effortlessly effortless or whatever the word is. And a lot of people go through this at some point in time. They question why me and all of this. And I want to talk about some of the things that we really need to kind of stop telling ourselves as it relates to this or, or not really necessarily not stop telling ourselves, but things that to help us kind of get over this feeling that we have that perhaps we're not adequate enough because I'm here to tell you that you are (laughs) like, I am telling you that you are adequate enough. And I would say the first thing is we have to remember it's not about us. It's not about you. Number one, For me, it's about God. God called me to do this. I didn't want to, I don't like being in front of people. I like being, I'm a behind the scenes kind of person. If this wasn't a God ordained assignment, I definitely have a heart to serve. I do what I do because of that heart. Not because I want attention. I don't like attention. I am constantly evolving each and every day. Sometimes you may be sitting around thinking, why me? Or, you know, why is it that I'm allowed to do whatever? But why not? Just like when tragedy strikes, why not? People, you know, it's second nature sometimes to just say, you know, why did this happen to me? But we do it also when it comes to accolades and it comes to getting things, Sometimes we do second guess. Well, did I deserve this? Just because, and for me, it was an assignment. It was God told me to do something. It wasn't just me who wanted to do it. And I sat on it. I sat on it for a very long time and I ignored it. Sometimes we ask God for stuff and then he gives it to us or he opens up the door and then we ignore it. At least I know I have. It's a very bad habit of mine. And just because we ignore it doesn't make it right. We get caught up in our own talents and our own abilities in terms of what we think. Either, you know, we don't think we necessarily had the skills and abilities and we second guess ourselves a lot. And then sometimes we do have it, 
but then we downplay it. We dim our light for other people or for whatever reason. I'm choosing to serve other people. Stop thinking it's all about you because it's not. Whatever it is that it is that you feel like you're hesitant about, maybe it's not about you. If God calls you to do that thing, it's not about you. It's about the people you're called to serve. It's about the people you're called to minister to. You got to recognize that whatever that thing that you're feeling impostery about. <laughs> yes, I made up a word probably. Maybe because it's new to you or it's new to your family or nobody has ever done it before that you're aware of or nobody in your circle has done it before. But it doesn't mean that that's not a lane that you're supposed to be in. And you may be the first woman of color to do whatever, the first woman to do it, the first whatever. It has to be, you have to realize that that you can't, it can't be just about you. I am dying to myself all the time and surrendering to God because I'm constantly becoming. I'm becoming. I'm becoming on your day. I'm becoming who I am. I'm surrendering and giving into something and it doesn't feel comfortable. Sometimes it feels very uncomfortable. But you still have to push through to do it. I think, you know, with that, the second thing I want to talk about is acknowledging the feeling. Acknowledging that you do feel some kind of way sometimes. But just because you have a feeling doesn't make it fact. Your feelings are your feelings, but it it doesn't make them fact. If you tell 10 people right now how you feeling when you hesitate about something that God has called you to do or that you have a gift for or, you know, you're trying to to expand and do something different. A lot of times if you ask 10 people, those other people may say, uh, yeah, you should be doing this. <laughs> and they might look at you like you're crazy. And sometimes you are going to have people who, who don't think that it's the right decision for you. Just like, just because you've done stupid things or you made stupid decisions, it doesn't make you a stupid person. Your past does not define you. You may have done things that were not the best choices, but your past does not define you. I had to say that again because somebody needed to hear it twice. And like I said, just because you've made stupid or poor decisions, it doesn't mean that that is what you are. Those things don't define you. They should not define you. Using this podcast as an example, there are people out there who probably think I shouldn't be doing this podcast because, yes, there are some things that I'm still working on in my life. But it doesn't mean that I don't have value to add in terms of pouring into other lives. Because like I said before, time and time again, everybody should have a mentor. And (laughs) including people who are mentors, somebody that can coach and guide them into a particular direction. And it doesn't, what I've gone through or what I continue to go through can be a value to somebody else because my past can catapult somebody else into their future. I use my past to catapult me into the future. I learn from my decisions and my mistakes. At least I try to. I might have to bump my head a couple of times. I've never said I was perfect. 
aspect of your life, quite frankly, in my opinion. Somebody that you can look up to, whether it's somebody that you pay or not, somebody that you can look up to to learn from in a given area if you want to go to the next level. Oprah has mentors. One of her mentors was Maya Angelou. Quotes by Maya Angelou is, Courage is the most important of all virtues because without courage, you cannot practice any other virtue consistently. You can practice any virtue erratically, but nothing consistently without courage. This is a reminder to us that it takes courage just to show up. It takes courage to get in your car behind the wheel and get out here on the road with all these other crazy people. It takes courage to pull over when the police try to pull you over, especially nowadays in this culture and society. You need courage just to show up. You may not always feel that courage, but it's there. Who was it with the whiz? Um, The scarecrow. You're like the scarecrow. You had it all along. You just didn't realize you had it. Sometimes we do, we all have strengths and weaknesses and we need to be able to recognize those and focus on those strengths because no, we're not perfect. We don't have all the answers, but you have to know and recognize that that doesn't negate what you do have to say. It doesn't negate that you can build this business. It doesn't negate that you can start this new jewelry line, that you can start this, open up this new boxing gym. You can do what you put your mind to. I'm telling you. That goes into the next one. Remove the limits off of yourself and imagine you are who you trying to be. You got to expect what you want to see. Nobody can do it quite like you. You might have a million people who use, I'll use the boxing gym as an example because I would love to open up a boxing gym. I don't, that ain't, it ain't necessarily my gift and calling, but I would love to be like that fitness person. Like for real, that's a, a secret low key dream of mine is to be like this. I have these fitness people that I watched and I'm just like, wow, I want to be like them. I want to be able to <laughs> lift weights like that and to be in that kind of physical strength and physical fit, but I'm not, but it's okay. I'm, I'm getting distracted now. But, you know, you may have a lot of people are doing whatever. A lot of people may own gyms or may be trainers, but each and, every per- each and every person has a different story behind what it is they're doing, why they're doing it. And their why also kind of pushes them to be a certain kind of way. And it, put it, and it attracts whoever their key audience is to them. Whatever that unique little quirk is, you got to take the limits off yourself. Yourself. Stop dimming your light, your light. Please stop dimming your light. Turn that light on. Make it a big old LED light. I was listening to um, Angie Lee. She's a podcaster. And she had Drew Cannoli on there one time. It was recently, not too long ago, a couple of weeks ago. And she, he kept saying, they were talking about imposter syndrome. And he kept saying, when in doubt, focus out. Like when you're doubting yourself, think about everybody else. Not the people who hating on you, but the people you're serving, the people you're showing up for, your kids that need you, your parents that need you, 
Those out of shape people who need you. The people who need your cooking. You think your cooking ain't good enough, but it's something. But but your mama and them and your aunts and uncles and everybody else always say, oh, you should open up your own restaurant. Think about them. They need you. What if you could help just one person with your gift? Just one person. Wouldn't you feel good? Now imagine that times 10 and then exponentially again times 10. Like just keep going and going and going. Take the limits off yourself. You, God not putting no limits on you. You putting those limits on yourself. The world might be trying to put limits on you, but that doesn't mean you have to accept them. You got to refrain what you're thinking and you're saying. And I know this isn't always think easy. I get it. And sometimes, you know, I'm feeling this and sometimes I'm not. Sometimes I'm like, oh my goodness, God, what am I going to say? Because... I'll use this as an example. A thousand people could talk about imposter syndrome, but nobody's going to say it exactly the way I say it. And I have to remind myself of that. And everybody not listening to a thousand people, <laughs> to be honest with you. You got to operate in your gift, operate in your calling, walk in what you want to, to see. Just because someone appears confident doesn't make them competent. Mm. That's a word right there. Just because somebody appears confident doesn't make them confident, competent. No offense to the men out there who are doing your thing, but men, they famous for showing some confidence, but that don't mean they're confident in what they're doing. They could be talking and talking all of this, but at the end of the day, they can't get it done. They like to say they're getting it done. And I'm and I'm not trying to pick on men because women do the same thing. But men... Are, are traditionally viewed as more confident in general than women. And that doesn't make it, doesn't mean that they're necessarily better at it or whatever the thing is at opening up a gym. I'm like really on this opening up a gym thing. I don't know where this came from, but I'm serious. You know, you, you have to own your inner badass. Should I, can I say that? Yeah. <laughs> Own your inner badass. You know, when, when things get rough, look in the mirror, mirror and say, I'm a badass. I'm confident. I am worthy. I can do this. I, can, I got this. Or you can switch it around also and say, you got this. You are worthy. You are more than confident. You are more than able to do whatever. I was on Clubhouse. I'm on Clubhouse. I should probably post about that. I don't, I'm not on there consistently, but I was on Clubhouse and I think it was Corey who said it. I listened to this guy named Corey Hughes that I follow. He's, uh, he's like just full of wisdom. He, we were, we were in a room one day and he was saying, you know, turn it around and say, you are, because, because a lot of times people tell us what we aren't. You are dumb. You are a hoe. You are this, you are that. And you hear that negative self-talk and you start to believe it. And sometimes instead of saying, I am, it actually helps us to say, you are beautiful. You are more than enough. You may not be perfect, but you have a gift to share. So when you think about, you know, you you can't focus on the 
external stuff that you think that may or may not kind of, or that may break you. Don't focus on that. When things go wrong, you blaming yourself. You got to have sort of a well-rounded kind of focus or, you know, that internal sense of control. If you believe that your life is great and it's shaped by your own actions, your own choices, your own decisions, then you take more responsibility for your achievements and your shortcomings. But you got to make the most of them. There are a lot of decisions that I have made that have left me in a effed up place. And I completely acknowledge that. And it is hard as hell to get out of that place once you're in it. But I don't allow it to define me. When you actually accomplish something and you acknowledge that it was your own ability and your own skill, of course, with God's help, and talents that made it happen, and you celebrate it and congratulate yourself and really walk in it and embracing it, you visualize that success and you really own it, then you're ready and willing for it to keep happening it over and over and over again. Because it can. You're destined to do this. You got it. I want to close out with a quote from Miriam Williamson. I heard this quote some years ago. I've heard it time and time again in various points in my life. I liked it so much, I ordered a print of it and it got ruined when I moved in one of my moves. And I heard a part of it again recently. I'm trying to remember where and I can't remember. Um, I think it was a podcast, one of the podcasts that I listened to. But I want to read the quote in its entirety and I encourage you all to, it really resonates with me. So I encourage you all, if it resonates with you to look it up maybe considering printing it out, whatever works for you. But the quote goes, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are be powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are we not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It is not just in some of us. It's in everyone And as we let our light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. I want you all to really think about that. Rewind it and listen to it again if you need to. But, you know, so often we do. We let our, we try to dim our light for the purposes of others. I think I already said that today. Who We question our greatness, our brilliance, our gifts, our talents, our superpowers, our inner badass. But who are we to question it? It was given to us for a reason. We're playing small and we don't need to. 
What are we afraid of? Some of us are afraid of succeeding. I mean, sometimes it is intimidating to to attain a certain amount of success. But we have to remember we are meant to shine, period. We, We have that within us. We're entitled to it. It's our birthright. It's our God-given right. And I want you all to remember that today. So, until next time, grace and peace. Thank you for joining the Find Your Voice and Own It podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe and leave a review because I welcome and value your feedback. You can also tag me in your stories at It's On Your Day so I can personally connect with you and know who is in my tribe. I am looking forward to continuing to work with you to write your own story. Until next time, grace and peace.